Welcome to the podcast, Risk Intelligence, with your host, Karen Adamsbaum. She will be sharing her knowledge on common insurance questions, coverage explanations, claim scenarios, and interviews with brokers, clients, and colleagues to discuss various topics in the insurance industry. Welcome to the visual of the podcast called uh, Risk Intelligence. And today I have two guests with me. I have Trish and Laura, who are both attorneys. And before we start with our dialogue today, um, what I'd like to do is explain as to how I met uh, both Trish and Laura. LinkedIn is very powerful, and when you use it uh, correctly, you can really gain relationships along the way that are very beneficial. And by me being active on LinkedIn, I've come across Trish and Laura's content uh, daily, and their information is very simple, to the point, and when you're a lawyer, sometimes that that information can get very uh, (laughs) legal and long and mumbo jumbo. No, not us, not us. (laughs) (laughs) They like to keep it short and sweet and to the point, and they do exactly what you're supposed to do on LinkedIn. They say enough to intrigue you. And when you're intrigued, that's when you start the engagement, which I did. And here we are today doing uh, an audio and a video uh, podcast. So Trish and Laura, thanks for taking your time out uh, this morning to do this with me. Awesome. Listen, and Karen, I echo that. I came across your feed because I want, I was like, a woman doing video podcasting and insurance, like talk about a unicorn, like you're the unicorn. And I, <laughs> and I loved it. So I, I have the same thing with you. Great content, really valuable content uh, with really not asking for anything in return. You're just giving, giving, giving. And I, I was drawn to that. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you very much. Well, and I, uh, similarly, because I find in coverage that one of the jobs of a coverage lawyer is to make things as straightforward as possible because most people are not coverage lawyers. <laughs> and, um, and so that that's, I try and do that in my post, but I also find that um, very attractive about what you're posting, Karen, because you're trying to do the same thing. Take things that are complicated and put them in a way where people can understand them without having as much background as all of us have. Um, right. So, great. Yeah, and insurance and legal is a necessary evil, and it's our <laughs> job just to like keep it simple and educate our audience, which we're going to do today. So what I'm going to do is bring up the topic of uh, COVID-19. We're all hearing it every day, multiple times a day, and what I'd like to do is, all right, we have business interruption. Everybody knows about that. And I like to digress from that because I think by this time we've all heard enough about it. So for me as a risk manager, I'm thinking about the future. COVID-19 is not done. We're going to have another wave of claims. And those claims are going to be referred to as third-party claims. And what I'd like to do is talk with you guys about um, what it is that we should be educating our audience about. And to lead it off, um, I'm gonna say that when you have a general liability policy, that is a a policy that allows coverage for that insured um, 
for a contract that they may engage in. And let's just say in January, we have uh, an insured who signed a contract and said that they were gonna have A, B, and C done by the end of June. And then COVID-19 comes along and, and here we are, and they may not be able to meet those requirements of that contract. Is that a breach of contract? I mean, it, it is. And what we need to do is let our audience know that if you're in a situation, what, what could happen in those times? So uh, from your uh, expertise, can you talk a little bit from a legal standpoint on that? Uh, Trish, well, if you I'm, wanted to start? Uh, sure. Uh, so when, when my clients face breach of contract claims, it really very much comes down to the language. So there are more often than not provisions in your contract, which are kind of escape clauses. Uh, it's not called that, but it's essentially that where you have something that lets you back out. But I would say this, you know, I don't know that juries are going to be real receptive to a plaintiff who files yeah. a breach of contract case against somebody who technically, legally, operationally can't fulfill the contract. So my, my, my sense is if you find yourself in a breach of contract claim, one, you should be looking at the language to see if it's actually a breach. Um, if it is, I, I wouldn't worry as much. I mean, always, you always want to worry about a, a, a suit against you. But the realities are if you can't fulfill your duties, it's not going to be well received by juries. So I think I would look at it from that angle is, is just take a step back, look at your contract, talk to the person that you have that contractual relationship, work out something ahead of time if you can before it goes into suit. Chances are most people are reasonable. Most people are bending a lot these days. You're probably, if you can work it out, won't face that, that sort of lawsuit. I would just add too that um, look at the uh, laws or orders in your in the state involved. A lot of states, depending on the kind of contract, have modified uh, many different things. Whether it's um, preventing evictions for not paying rent um, or uh, not paying your mortgage. Um, to insurance companies, for example, many states are not allowing insurance companies to cancel policies for non-payment um, or even non-renew them. So uh, there are a lot of sort of bizarre new things that might apply because we're in this emergency situation that wouldn't apply, you know, outside of these kinds of scenarios. So, uh, but every state's different. So you need to, <laughs> to figure out what um, your state uh, might have that applies or doesn't to the contract in question. And I could not agree more. I think insurance companies are like sheep. Once they hear one insurance company making an accommodation, they all follow suit. So uh, if, I'm, in my, if I'm correct, I think it was State Farm was the first one or maybe Allstate, the first company that said we're going to get premium the relief. Auto premium. The, yeah. yeah, so and then all of a sudden everybody else started uh, coming, you know, following like sheep. So you're right. They're all being accommodating at this point. Now, not only from a, uh, uh, a contract um, responsibility do we need to be uh, aware of, but also people like us, risk managers, lawyers, um, accountants, etc. They're all now faced with a situation where they have a new pandemic, new information that they don't know really how to handle, but they're having their clients call them and say, 
all right, what do I do in this situation? A am I all right? You know, how are my investments? Uh, do I need to revise something? And like for me, an example is an, an accountant, okay? Think about it. This thing hit in, in March, all right? We're in tax season. Not only are we in tax season, but we're in the end of first quarter, that first quarter payroll. So the accountant not only has to do tax season, he has to do first quarter payroll, and then he gets hit with the CARE Act and the PPP Act. I mean, if you're a business owner and you want to apply for that, who are you going to call? Uh, other than your bank, you're going to call your accountant. So the accountant is, is really in a tough situation because he's learning as he goes, and then he's providing advice. And Hopefully, you know, they're providing the, the right advice because technically if there's a claim, it's going to fall back on his malpractice insurance. So um, from a legal standpoint, uh, not to talk about professional liability and malpractice insurance, but from a legal overall, what are your thoughts about that? Well, I would echo that this is, again, one of those situations where if you're in litigation, the jury's probably going to not be too keen on the plaintiff bringing these claims. Um, also, you know, everybody's learning now. There is so many new things going on. Um, obviously there's an expectation, which is appropriate that professionals know what's going on in their area. But if things are changing day to day, everybody is learning as you go along. Um, so I think those, that's a good context for these types of claims. Right. And I would, I would I would agree with that as well. Um, I will say, listen, I'm not a, a professional liability attorney. My personal experience and my clients' experiences is, is has been that they are the accountants are rising to the occasion. And if you are one of those businesses that is dealing with your accountant, just make sure you have an open line of communication. You're constantly talking to them, which I'm sure they're going to want to greatly hear from that I'm saying call them every day I don't call them every day but keep them <laughs> keep them communicating with them because as things do change you're going to want to know that and they're on top of this I think a lot of the accountants a lot of the coverage lawyers like Laura are very much on top of this doing the best they can really great advice I know our accountant knows PPE or whatever that is these days like the back of their hand as best as anybody can. So that's my only advice. Just stay in communication with who, whatever professional services that you're using because the landscape is changing so often. And that's a great, uh, great segue. The, the landscaping is changing so quickly, so often and what have you, which leads me into my closing uh, topic is that uh, about three weeks ago, I was on a conference call and, and somebody said something very interesting and it really stuck with me. Now is the time of helping, not selling. And as long as you are there, your, your phone's going to be ringing off the hook. And if you don't know the answer, at least just say, listen, you know, I don't know the answer. I'm going to research it for you. Uh, just, just give me a day and, and I'll help you. And that's, that's basically where we should all be at this point because we're, it's not going to go away. And as long as we're there to help, it, technically, if you're helping, you are selling because they're going to remember you in the future. So behind the scenes, you're technically selling, but in the forefront, you're really just 
helping your client. Um, and, and that's kind of what I've been doing over the last six weeks is just helping any way that I could. If there's something that I don't know, I dig, I try to find out the answer for them. Um, what are your, some, your experiences over the last six weeks as far as helping your clients? Well, I, listen, I mean, it's more for me, it's more about digesting the information, the changing laws and talking to the clients and listening to what their struggles are. That's the hardest part because our clients are so diverse that rarely do I find one struggle. They all struggle with the same thing. So really listening to what they're struggling with and trying to find answers for them. I know Laura is doing that as well, especially in the coverage arena. But that's really what we've been trying to do. We've been doing a lot of webinars, a lot of individual calls. Um, we've been trying to podcast on topics that we think are helpful. But yeah, I'm with you on that. It's, it's, you know, it's not really about making money right now. <laughs> I mean, right. who's making money right now anyway? It's not right. really much about that. It's just trying to help, help your clients and customers so that we can return to normal quicker. Yep. Yeah, normal sounds good. <laughs> not, not sure when that's going to be. <laughs> yeah, I like it. I like it. So or it's the, the new normal. <laughs> the new normal, right. New, new terms these days. So with that, uh, I hope everybody uh, will enjoy this podcast. Again, just a, a little snippet about what is to come. There's another wave of, of information, uh, circumstances uh, that are going to happen with the business owners, and it's a breach of contract. So um, if you have any questions, feel free to reach out to Laura, Trish, or I. Uh, we'll, we'll help you, um, guide you in the right direction. Uh, thanks for taking the time to listen and uh, watch this podcast. I appreciate everybody. So and thanks, thanks, Karen. Thank you. Oh, thank you. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to the podcast, Risk Intelligence. Please subscribe to the YouTube channel and connect on LinkedIn by doing a search on Karen Adamsbaugh.